What's up, people? What's up, people? <laughs> this is You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. Yes, you are. And I am dad. I am Jim. Still. I am Sean's dad. Still. Still. Welcome to 2023. It kind of cracks me up whenever we do that intro because I I hear that get on the floor and like that's my co-worker yeah. <laughs> at my job. We get were, on the floor! We were recording our podcast for work and he just, like, I don't remember if we were like just joking around just, like is that making rap songs or something yeah it's justin but and yeah. he just like said that and i was like i'm i i'm so glad i got that recorded i'm gonna use it for something <laughs> and i ended up using it for the intro here i love it it makes me oh, laugh when we're starting to make you know big big money he's gonna want a percentage because yeah i know he's gonna want royalties on every yeah. episode or something yeah. so get our flow <laughs> all right um so we're back it's very cold where we are right now, and we're trying to just stay warm. I'm bundled up with jackets and space Terrible heaters week. in my basement. We had three and a half, four days of no power and no heat in our house. The house was down to under 40 degrees. Yeah. It was cold. We our power didn't blip our once. Our power yeah. did not blip once. That's but the- we, we got a, a, over a foot of wet, heavy snow, and that, was, so that wasn't fun to deal with. But yeah, it's cold now. Yeah. We've been using the uh, pellet stove to keep the house warm during the day, which means the basement gets very cold. <laughs> Oh, because it only heats up, doesn't doesn't heat up the downstairs. Yeah, exactly. So is that that's why you look like Nook of the North there. That's why yeah. I look like a snow beast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah, I have a t-shirt sure. on. So. Yeah, must be nice. It is. Well, at least I had power for those few days. Yeah. I invited you over to to to, to come stay with yep. us, but you turned me down. Well, it was we time. wanted to stay close just in case, you know, and we were hoping to you know get back here and it was on and then it wasn't we went back to Betty's and stayed it was, it was well you knew you would get babysitting duty if we invited you here That's I really want was. that though I'd rather <laughs> that. I like babysitting the girls I don't know if I like babysitting Betty as much you know <laughs> but she was very she was very nice to and very accommodating for us she was awesome but it was cold man it was cold. That's why it's nice to have family nearby. So um, before we get into the songs we're talking about today, I want to remind everybody to check us out. Make sure you're subscribed to You're Not Listening wherever you listen, and uh, make sure you check out all of our social medias that we are not super active on, but we are on there. We're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and you can find all the links in the show notes. And check out the Teespring store for some pretty fun YNL merch. Yep. I saw some pictures of people with YNL merch from Christmas, which yep. was pretty cool. Keep that up. Keep spreading the word. I would love it if everyone that listens to this episode could just tell one friend about the show. Like, if you can, if you have one friend that likes music, if you, you can just go to them and say, "Hey, you know, I listen to this podcast where they talk about music, and it's really good." And you should just tell one person, and we'll just double our audience. That's yep. the that's the idea. <laughs> yep, and share um, it. Yep. So we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Make sure you check out pantheonpodcast.com. If you like this show, I guarantee you will find other shows that you will like over there, and they're doing lots of really cool stuff, so make sure you keep up with Pantheon Podcasts. And we have a YNL discussion page on Facebook as well if you just want to go and talk to, to other people about music. It's really a, a very varied group of people on there that it's really kind of cool to see them all having discussions and Chiming in on questions and stuff that uh, they and have, sharing stupid memes about music, right? That that they they have no other connection in, in lives. I mean, we all have somewhat of a connection connection to all of them, but they don't have any connection to each other unless it's through the YNL stuff. So it's pretty pretty cool. So yeah. jump in on that too, and thank thank you, Joy, for overseeing that. Yep, check that out. All right, uh, got a couple songs for you today. Uh, the song that I'm doing is called 
Rebels. It's by a band called Red City Radio. What is your song? My song is Overnight Sensation, parentheses, hit record by the Raspberries. That's like manifesting, right? Like, we're going to write a song called yep. Hit Record. Yep. And, well, that's exactly what it's all about. <laughs> and too, we're so. going to just will it into existence. And it's one of those songs <laughs> that I've always wanted to kind of make sure that you knew about or heard. And I don't know if I ever shared this with you ever. That was not like, oh, this would be kind of a good one. To, to I don't think I had heard it before you no, sent it. No, it's kind of, and it's a, it's, there's a lot in it and stuff, so. Yeah. Yep, I so. assume you had never heard uh, Rebels when I, I haven't, sent that one to I haven't. you either. But I, have but a, I was I have hoping a, that. I have an opinion now, though. So. Well, I was, I was hoping that you recognized the, the lyrics in the chorus from something else i don't know if that was familiar at all i didn't pay as close attention i will though all right do you want to start with mine then so we can kind of get right into it all right so i'm going to go ahead and play the very beginning of uh rebels by red city radio so you can kind of get a idea of what it sounds like but there's a lot more going on that we'll we'll play later on but we'll just preview it first (laughs) (laughs) they're only rebels because they like the songs and i'm sure that it won't take them So I played it longer than I normally do for these intros just because I wanted to get a little bit of the like the actual like verse with the instrumentation and stuff so people don't think it's just like an a cappella song. <laughs> <laughs> but um take a minute, pause this podcast, go listen to it, click the link in the show notes to listen to it on YouTube, come back and we will talk about it. <laughs> So what was your impression of that song? I had to say at first I when you first sent it to me and I, and I heard like listened to it right cold out of the gate, I didn't like it. No. And I didn't know if it was like okay, since you know when we did the Christmas episode, we we talked about the pogues and how it's so difficult, you know, to hear Shane because he sounds like he's drunk. I thought these guys are drunk at the beginning. Similar. Similar. It's that that kind of like garbled slurring the words, words and everything else. Yeah. Like, but then it kind of grew on me, and, and the, the subsequent times that I've listened to it since then, it's kind of been growing on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like it. Um, I, it. It enabled me to kind of go and research them a little and then find some other things, and I, I liked one of their other songs a lot. And I, as I'm listening to it, I'm thinking, like, I know why Sean likes this. It sounds like like the, the beginning punk phase of Gaslight Anthem stuff, it sounds it, to me. It is, yeah. You so know? I think that's probably how I found these guys, because I think I heard exactly. this song on Pandora, and it was probably on, like, Gaslight Anthem Radio or either, maybe, maybe not against me. I don't know. Probably one of those, you know, one yeah. of those. It sounds similar bands. to me. Which that, like that. to me like that's why Sean likes this stuff and it sounds like if if I close my eyes I'm thinking like oh is this Brian Fallon and is this Gath you know like right but of, he's got a really deep rich voice yes, so it's it's yeah. interesting yeah but it's guitar so, driven you know it's it's very punky and um and it's right up your alley so it's like okay this is why I like so at first I didn't I didn't care for like oh, what what's he doing here it's catchy it's, and then it, it definitely then it has a, me, yeah. a catchiness to yeah. it the chorus is pretty catchy and so uh, I wasn't sure if you would recognize that. That lyric, they're only rebels because they like the songs. Somewhere. So it sounds familiar. It sounds country. I, or something. I had known this song for years before oh. I watched. What? Really, this is old. This is not old. This is new. This is this no. is new. This is not old. This is old. This is not new. What is, what is this? This is not that new. No. Oh, okay. Um, right. I'm not exactly sure what year it's from, but I knew this song for a while before I ever started watching the show Peaky Blinders. So. I did not watch Peaky Blinders 
in real time, like when it was coming out. I heard about it later on when it was like four seasons in, and then then yep. I started it. So, yep. but in ep in season one, episode three, there is. Uh, I wanted to find the video of it so I could kind of play it here, but I couldn't. I couldn't find it, and I don't know what the copyright issues with that would be. But um, when hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. He's speaking to, what's her name, the, the woman that he ends up marrying. I, I don't the one who come, I, comes and works at the bar and yeah it was yeah. at the bar it was yeah. I mean this is season one episode three so it's like Early. one of the first conversations yep. Went, yep. With, that he has with her at the bar and it's just him and her and, and she's talking about the IRA guys and all the stuff right and she, and he says they're only rebels because they like the songs and I, I'm like I don't know if it's like a common phrase that was like kind of a well-known uh, thing that was yeah. said back in that time or in regards to that or if it was like these guys watched the show and they liked that line, so they wrote a song with it. Or maybe the script writer, maybe the screenwriter really liked this song and he put it in. I don't know what yeah. the connection is, if there is one, but they say the exact same things. And when I saw that, I like freaked out. I was like, oh my God. And Sam was like, what? I was like, this is like, that's the song. I like, this is the song that I know. And it was just like this weird moment. Calm down, John. Calm down. <laughs> it, was a, it was a strange moment because it was like these two completely different worlds. You yeah, know? Which, which came first, the, the uh, lyrics? Or was it, it, was it a famous 
saying from back in the twenties, right. right? Or was it, or was it in the show first, and then right. they incorporated they the, song the around lyrics? It, yeah. And it's, so it's just like it's just interesting. And so I always thought that was cool. And I, you know, the message of the song is looking at protesters and protest culture from a hypocritical standpoint yep. and stuff, which is kind of it's interesting. It's something that you don't normally see, anywhere, especially in punk music. It's usually firmly within that vein, right, of yep. that political protest kind of standpoint. Um, and this is looking at it a little bit more critically. Um, and that line kind of sums it all up, you know, nicely. They're only rebels because they like the songs. It's like, are you do you really believe in this or are you just kind of bandwagoning right, it? Right. right so right, right. so it's interesting. Um and I'm not really gonna get into the lyrics because the lyrics are fine. They tell that story <laughs> fine. But um to me this is more about the music. I think it's really catchy and it's cool because you get this punk rock feel and this is this is like the I always talk about punk rock obviously because it's my favorite genre, but this is like the kind of subgenre of this that I really like, which is like it's punk, but it's like it's like high level punk where there's like a lot of talent and a lot of um stuff that they incorporate into it, right? And you see that with like the Gaslight Anthem, you see yes. that with yep. um there's there's a bunch of bands kind of in that genre that they don't really have they don't really fit in a specific place, but they they play like really heavy punk inspired stuff with a lot of kind of more grounded music musicality if you will you, so you, um, you don't think they fit into a place i mean i think it's like classic punk i, I don't know if it's right but i wouldn't put them monday, in with like monday punk or whatever i wouldn't put them it. in in a category with like the sex pistols or like no, any of those no, but, that, that's but what i, would I, with those when other I think bands classic just punk that's what i think of no i i don't i mean is that is there such a thing as classic punk i don't know I but think it, basically if you look at like Side One Dummy and all of the bands that they sign, a lot of them kind of fall within this similar sound. And, yeah. I, and I feel like this sound, like I, this sounds to me like a band that could be signed by Side, side One Dummy okay. Records. Right. And I, I know you're familiar with that. If, if any of our listeners mm-hmm. are not familiar with Side One Dummy, go check out their, their roster on their website. It's just like, that's a lot of the kind of music that I'm really kind of settled settled into. Yeah, it's... And so this this is kind of in that same genre. But what caught me the very first time I heard it was actually the very beginning in that I played earlier because the harmonies are like spot on. They're so tight when they have the backing harmonies behind it. Right here, listen to the backing vocals. I mean, that's not something you would expect to hear yeah. from a punk band. Right, and they do that with a lot of their songs. They have these like really tight harmonies, which is cool. Um, they kind of put it behind them. So that is like the chorus. They start off with the chorus. But what I thought was cool was when they play the chorus during the song. I meant like one fourteen is like the first one. They don't. A lot of times you hear these songs in like the choruses when they open up the guitars and they're just like mashing it right. Yeah. And letting yep. it ring out and stuff. They actually. They cut it off and they keep doing stops for the chorus. So I'll play a little bit of kind of the buildup of the pre-chorus into the chorus so you can hear. It's it's just a little bit different than what you'd normally hear. See what I mean? Yeah. When they hit the chorus, the bump, 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 bump. So it's like it's it's not. It's just it's just different than what you normally hear, and that was enough to kind of catch my ear. That, that's yeah. one of those where you heard that's like, uh, oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's a little different, and yeah. then all of a sudden you, 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 then they've got you, then you're in. See, that to me sounds like Dropkick Murphy stuff. Yeah, I, so the Dropkick Murphys, I have a very long and history relationship with. <laughs> yeah, I still really like the really old stuff by them, which is much more 
punk. akin to like the the thrash punk kind of stuff right. than this is. Right. Um, it's a little more out of control and messy. This is a lot more tight. Mm-hmm. And their newer stuff, I, 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 I hate being one of those guys. It's like, I only like the old stuff. Yeah, they sold out. I liked them before The Departed. But like, <laughs> that's the thing, right? They came out with that song. And then every song they came out with after that sounds like. Yeah shipping up to boston to mm-hmm. me and and i don't really like that style as much of just like right. four guys singing the same lyrics and you know it just didn't do the same it didn't do it for me for them i like the that kind of messy thrash stuff a little more but but yeah that was just something that kind of stood out to me i have a couple other things i don't want to just take over this whole thing but i i have a couple other little small things to play but I, I want to give you a chance to talk to if you no no just to interesting that um i mean like i said it just felt familiar Mm-hmm. When when you were playing, it's like okay, I, I've heard Sean, you know, playing this kind of stuff before, and, and and then I went and listened to one of their other songs. I, I think I said, I said a little while ago that was um, "We Are the Sons and Daughters of Woody Guthrie" is the name of the mm-hmm. song, and it was old. It was like twelve years old or something like that. It was a video and stuff, and the video is is classic. You know, you open up the the uh, the, the old beat up door into a old beat up house, and they're playing in the the uh, converted living room and all of a sudden like all their friends kind of jump. If in you're comparing jump. them to the gaslight anthem, that's like 60% of their music videos. Too, yeah. So. It, okay. Well, <laughs> I was going to say something else, which, which I think you're going to uh, you appreciate as well. And I, I thought to myself, I wonder why he didn't do this one. Cause this is exactly the kind of stuff that he would like. And it was, mm-hmm. that's when I first had the feeling that it was more like a gaslight anthem song, but I, I was thinking the visual was like an ill Scarlet video. Almost oh yeah. Oh, the party, the party yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I was like, okay, this, this, I can see why, but I kind of, and I, I, like I said, I wasn't really sold on this song when, when you first started playing it. When I first played it, it was like, okay, you know, he sounds like he's slurring his words and anything else. And then it, then it improves, I think, to, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I like you kind of get more. used to listening to that, right? Like, it's the same yeah. thing with Shane when we were talking about the Pogues. Like, it, it's really jarring at first, but by the end of the song, you've kind of gotten, you, you kind of like, your brain has learned yeah. how to listen to yeah. it, right? And then I and as I looked at some of their other stuff, I liked that stuff more. I didn't love this one as much. Mm-hmm. It grew on me, and I, it's okay. I like it and stuff, but I wouldn't throw it on one of my my lists, my my playlist. But I might throw that that Sons and Daughters of of Woody Guthrie on there. It's mm-hmm. like okay, I mean it's 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 kind of like oh, you find you know the 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 one that's the hit on the radio or something that you've heard, but then you you go left and all of a sudden find this other one over here. It's like oh, I like that one better. That, that's right. Kinda yeah, cool. there's a cu- there's a couple other songs by them that I really like, and and I almost did those ones. And I, did they have are they popular? Did they have some hits? Are they? I think they're from like Oklahoma, if I yeah, remember correctly. I think so yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, from the videos I've watched, they seem to have a pretty big crowd there, singing every word to their yeah. songs and stuff. So I'm sure they have a decent following, but you know, obviously nothing mainstream. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. But uh, that's why you know programs like Pandora and stuff are just super beneficial for these these smaller bands. Yeah. Because I can find them from you know the yeah, woods in New into, Hampshire. You get into the ears of people who never would hear you. Yeah. 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 So there's there's a couple other songs that I have saved that I really like by them. Um, one of them is called Sky Tigers, and it's the the title track for their one of their albums. And uh, it's cool because it has like three intros. It almost like fakes you out. Like they do three different intros, one right after the other, before they actually go into the song, which is kind of oh, cool. cool. Okay. Um, but I didn't do that one because the second like half of the song, like the last like two and a half minutes, basically, is like just like like a long bridge kind of like. There's no real singing or lyrics or anything. It's just kind of like a instrumental. 
another one that is cool is If You Want Blood, Be My Guest is a cool song um, just because they have really cool melodies in that one. And then their newer one is called Love a Liar. Those are the songs that I'd recommend people check out too if they like this one. But yeah, I have only, I think I've only heard that other one once. I'll need to listen to it again. Yeah, cool. So I don't know if you if you checked out any of those ones. I haven't, but I will. I will. I mean, I have it. Uh, I have it up on one of the browsers that's it's open. You know, one of my tabs is open until the their um, YouTube YouTube page. So I'll look yeah. it up after we're done here. Yeah, they seem to do a lot of songs where they like started out like this, where it's like they started out with just vocals and then kind of kick it in. That seems to be the that's like that other one I was telling you about too. You know, the video as as well. Yeah, well, Um, I think it's cool because he does have that he does have that kind of garbled way of singing, but he hits the notes like he's he hits every note. It's not like he's all over the map, right? Like, so I think that's kind of what it it, that kind of like reins it in, which is kind of cool. Have you seen any videos of them uh, performing live? And are they, it's the same thing, like, because, you know, bands in a studio versus bands live. Yeah, is I he getting all the notes? Still yeah, I think he probably does all of the harmonies in the studio because they all sound like him and they didn't, they weren't quite as tight in the live. But obviously, you know, if you're not, they may not be at a point where they're playing live when they got like, they all have in-ears and can hear everybody perfect and they got right. the great sound guy. You know, they might still be playing these smaller clubs with, yeah. you know, whatever equipment is More available raw. there. And yeah, so, um, you got to take all of that with a grain of salt, right? All right, so just a couple other things that I wanted to point out. Um, they do a really fun bass fill at 144, and then followed by a really fun guitar fill, like right after the line that he says there. So let me find that, 144. And you know this is the kind of stuff that I love. I was going to say the bass part, right? I live for a good bass fill. It's it's the only time <laughs> that the bassist gets to stand out and get any love. Guitarists, they get up there and they get these big solos, and they get all the attention. But that like point two seconds that a bass gets to do a little doo-doo-doo in in between a line is really, really it's a big deal. Did you hear it? Do 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 yeah, okay. After after pack up and leave. Doo do 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 It just makes me happy. That's high for a bass. Yeah, that's up there. That's that's definitely up in the neck. Uh, but then after this next line, there's a at 151. Um, there's a, a a cool little guitar fill that you might miss if you're not listening for it. So I just wanted to highlight that too. And he does the little like string pinch, so it kind of squeals. Yeah, you know again. Yeah, play play it one more time. Yeah. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah, interesting. It's just okay. they, they have a lot of little fills like that. And like the drums too, where like you like in the chorus, there there's a couple of drums where they just do a couple snare hits. And I find myself mentally like that's the part that my mind sings when I'm listening to it. Is like those <laughs> drum hits. <laughs> you know? Actually, see if I can get a, an example of that so you see what I mean. Right there, when he says "baby" and the drums just do that, bop, bop, bop. That's what my mind like. My mind isn't singing the lyrics at that part. My mind, like, just goes bop, bop, bop. (laughs) Right here. It's just a little bit out of place. So, like, that's like what I focus on, which is it's it's just kind of cool. It shows how we listen to music so differently. It's really well thought out the way it's kind of you know all woven together and, you know? and just another which i think surprised some people just another example of punk bands are talented 
Yeah. Just because they're loud and just because they're messy and everything else doesn't right. mean they're not skilled. I think that people don't really fully understand that aspect of the genre. I think people yeah. get that much more with like heavy metal and like the really, really heavy stuff. People understand that because you can, when you listen to it, it sounds complicated. Right. The mu- music, musicianship sounds complicated. But I think people with like the punk stuff, they think that it's just like guys who Noise. found a guitar in a dumpster and they plugged it in and they're just mashing yeah. strings out of tune. But there's really a lot more that goes into it. That's yeah. just the style that they're kind of like playing, right? Yeah, so it's, it's a lot more science than people think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you'll find that the lyrics in punk music are actually usually pretty profound compared to some some other stuff, especially why do you punk say music. that? That's just, I mean because they write their songs with an agenda in a lot of cases. They have something to say. They have something to say, yeah. either wh- whether it's they're angry about something or they're they're protesting something, or um, a lot of punk artists just they're introverts that have stories to tell and they they need an outlet to get their creative juices out, right? And so like this is where they flow that into we'll have to see if we can get tom morello on and ask him that tom morello yeah ask him what ask him if it is that complicated and they have the message and then they're shy and i think everything is is complicated with tom morello (laughs) he's like i have this instrument but i don't want to use it like an instrument i want to find out everything else that it does (laughs) (laughs) so talented he's so cool he's out of control Yeah. yeah his acoustic stuff is cool too yeah 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 so I just have three more things that I want to play. Um, one is at three fourteen. It's during the solo. They they uh, it's actually the very tail end of the solo. They end on the root note and then they hit the same note like one or two octaves up and then go back down to the root note. And it just kind of adds a little bit of flavor, which is kind of cool. Right here. I just think that's kind of sets adds, up a real nice transition. Yeah, it just adds a little bit of flavor. It kind of keeps things going as they go mm. into the bridge with that heavy. Ba- and you can just picture at a show, like if they got a big crowd, like just clapping their hands at that part. Yeah, before he kicks really in the, uh, the vocals it. again. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's cool is he play. He does that. They're only rebels because they like the songs. He says that kind of repeatedly a few times, and it goes right into a key change, which also is something that you don't hear a lot. In punk music, you don't really hear key changes. Oh, really? You don't? So they okay. build up to this, and then it's a key change um, where they just sing the chorus throughout to the rest of the song. And he's still doing that root that note with change, the octave. Root note, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He puts the new root note and does the octave. It's just cool, God. you know. You made this song so much more interesting than I thought. You see about. what I mean? You, yeah. This is what this is what active listening is. Like you, yes, get, yes. you pick I up on not, all these little things. I was not listening to it before. It's the same with that Volbeat song. When we went through that Volbeat yeah. song, and even me do like talking it through with you, I was like, God, this song is so much more intricate yeah. than I than yeah. I thought. Yeah. Um. I was a non-listener. Yeah. So great, uh, then, the last thing that sure. I wanted to play is just I I wanted to highlight again one more time the um the backing vocals. At the end here, you can really hear kind of how they did the backing vocals. And it's just one of those things that you you're never gonna notice. But you can now. picture if you were like if you were to see like the behind the scenes of them filming, like you get the guys in the booth, there's like three of them and they're just going, Ooh. 
cool and it's just not like you're not expecting that in this song but like Wait, can you do it, that again i just want to see the visual of you doing that yeah one more time no you no <laughs> and it's funny because because that sounds very poppy it doesn't sound punk at all it's kind of like it's almost like beach boysy is it it is or, or maybe raspberries or something yeah. like that you know so it's just you know it's one of those songs that like the more you listen to it closely the more things you pick up on and, and I, there is some language in it that may be offensive to some people but you know it's like which which is interesting because we had a conversation about that yeah at the christmas one and we're going to have the conversation um we have a boston dj that um we're not going to now uh, announce his name yet but um who has agreed to come on and, and that's a conversation we want to have too about the placement of that kind of language but yeah. it seems somewhat appropriate sometimes and not appropriate some other yeah. times and everything so if it's used yeah, effectively so it's, you know and this is the stuff that i think about because i am going to school for writing and particularly creative writing so like diction and word choice is very important yeah. in that and it, so i think about it a lot even when i'm like writing emails and stuff you're thinking about what words you want to use you know so you don't just you know you got to convey the correct tone and everything and and i and i just feel like it's for a song like this like Maybe it seems a little frivolous with the amount of times that he says it, but it, it also, I think him saying it so often and frequently in this and having it be present in the chorus and stuff, it, it, it almost makes me feel like it feels very real. Like this is how this guy talks. Like he wrote yeah. this the way that he talks. Yeah. You know, okay. like, like that's, well, it, it's just, it's a really, it's a fascinating topic to get into. That Again, fairy tale of New York, you know, um, they wanted to have authentic Irish, you know, the, the language and everybody knows the Irish have a tendency to swear a lot and all that. Right. Um, so maybe it's the same kind of thing. You're right with this. Yeah. Guy. I mean, and yeah. he's talking about these guys. Uh, what does he say uh, before they all talk their shit and go home? And it's yeah. like talking the, the, the phrase talking shit is a, is a phrase. It means something yeah. very specific. And so that mm -hmm. he's, he's saying that they're coming and they're like talking a big game and then they leave. Yeah. And like, that's, that's the, the message that he's sending with this. So it's like, you know, he chose the correct words because you know exactly what he means when he says that. Sends a message the correct way, yeah. 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 So it's yeah. just, it's a fascinating conversation. I'm really it's excited It's going to be a good to conversation have to have when we, we have that uh, gentleman on, too. Yeah, with so. someone who, like, you know, it, I know that that word is, you tend to hear it on the radio now. They don't tend to bleep that out anymore really? on, on yeah. TV and stuff. It's, I feel like it's pretty much the F word that is bleeped out and then anything that's overtly, really sexually mm -hmm. offensive. Mm -hmm. But, like, that word is not anymore, but I'm sure in his time he's had to censor that many times in the yeah. past and it's like well why did that change what is different you know and, and when is appropriate to use it when is not it's just it's it's fascinating to me and i'm excited yeah. to have that conversation yeah. but that's what i have for this song that's i just cool. i, I like cool. it i like listening to it and i do this with a lot of their i only like i said i only have like four songs four or five songs by them on my spotify but i listen to them very closely because it, they are all like this they are they're, they're yeah. intricate enough and there's a lot going on with them mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's something about his voice that kind of like, it just, it draws me in. It's almost like, because it's like low and it feels a little bit more authentic. Yeah, who does like, he sound like? I don't know. It's like a comfort food kind of voice. Like there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing like offensive about it. Like it's not scratchy. It's not, it doesn't have any like high pitched or anything. It's just, there's something about it that's like, like kind of like bold and dense that I just, that, yeah. that I really like. Trying to think of who he sounds like. Especially with with punk rock, you get a lot of like the high pitched kind of yelling and thrash and thrash kind of sound, and and that's hard to hear. And yeah, he's got a very kind of full, dense voice, which is just it's it's just cool. I like it. Yeah, nice. Why do you like it? I just like it. It's cool. 
podcast done. Yeah. Have a nice day. <laughs> um, well, and go and go and listen to another one that I mentioned too, because yeah, I, I need to re-listen to that. I need yeah. to re-listen to yeah. it. I, I should really like when I bring a song by a band that's kind of unknown. I really should like just do a deep dive into their. You don't their have music, time, you know. But, you don't have time. Yeah, I don't have time. Your life that. is way too busy. I don't even have time to shower most days, so you know. Yeah, I know. I can tell. Yeah, you can smell me from from there. I can smell. We have smell of eight. Yeah, smell of vision. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I like it. So, who can you? What's your favorite part? The the stops. I you know no I think my favorite part is the key change at the end. Oh okay. And I, I think they I think they saved it for a good spot because if they did it too early they'd have to go back to the original key and and they kind of just I think they they didn't like milk it for all it was worth like some people do. Yeah. You know. And they didn't make it feel like a uh, Broadway show. Oh yeah, or a Bon Jovi song. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably the best key change of all time. Yeah. It's definitely up there. And he and the fact that he does it like three times, I mean, come on. Yeah, and he can do it. So, yeah. Well, not anymore. He could. Yeah, that's he could true. do it. <laughs> <laughs> now he just has the crowds. It's nice that he got so big that he doesn't ever need to do that because he can't. Like he physically can't do it, but right. the crowd will do it for him. Right. So that's nice. Smart, yeah. smart marketing. <laughs> I'm sure he was thinking of that when he was 22. Right. You know. So ready to do mine? Yeah. Okay. So um, the raspberries. Now, do you know anything about the raspberries? Uh, they are sweet and delicious. Yes. <laughs> no, I do. I feel like I do. Um, but I can't pin. Like I, I definitely know something about them. But I, yeah, I, it, I don't they're, know. They're they're actually pretty influential for a lot of rockers. Bon Jovi included, Springsteen, and you know Guns N' Roses. Look to them. Seventies um, pop. Mm-hmm. And one of their big songs was on the Guidance of the Galaxy soundtrack. Yeah. Which one was it? Oh, um, yeah. You had to ask, right? Thanks. Yeah. Was on the awesome Go All the Way. Go All the Way. It was included in the Guardians of the Galaxy um, Awesome Mix Volume One soundtrack, which was for, uh, 2004. I'm trying to think of what part of the movie it's in. I don't remember. I know. I remember it was on there. Go All the Way. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I love that um, movie. <laughs> I know. I know. You I, do. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. They're, I know you do. It's That's like such. I don't want to call it guilty pleasure because I, I found a thing that I fully endorse that said. I think it was Dave Grohl said, "Don't." I don't believe in guilty pleasures. Just like what you like. That's right. And don't be ashamed of it. That's right. Um, and so I'm not going to say it's a guilty pleasure, but it, I, I love those movies. <laughs> I don't think it's anything to, to, to like, you have to hide the uh, the old DVD in the in the closet and you don't play it because your friends are over and stuff. Like, I think it's one of those things that like, everybody likes that. Yeah. How do you not like I remember that seeing the trailer for that and not knowing, like, I didn't know about them. You know, I didn't grow up reading Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish I did. I kind of like... I, I really like them now, but yeah. um, I didn't grow up reading them, so I don't know a lot of the kind of like smaller characters. And I remember seeing a preview for this, like literally like a year and a half before they started, yeah, like advertising. When he, or when he was it. getting out of the ship and hit hit the uh, cassette player and stuff. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah. it was the it was the intro. It wasn't even that scene. It was like the intro of them being like where they did kind of the the introduction of each of those main characters when they're going to prison. And it was oh, like okay. that scene. Uh, and okay. then there was a couple of clips of, of the music and stuff. And I just, I remember seeing that it was like a teaser and I just like lost my mind. I was like, this looks incredible <laughs> and hilarious. And I was yes. just like over the moon. And and then I didn't hear anything about it for like two years. And then they yeah. started marketing it. And, and I just, it was everything that I hoped it would be. And still is, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. still is. And they yeah. just keep making material with it. And it just, it's always good. 
And you just, I mean, you just mentioned they even did a Christmas thing recently. So, yeah. Yeah. So Which was fantastic. They literally, they literally kidnapped Kevin Bacon to give him to Peter Quill as a gift. <laughs> it's great. You should watch it. I will. Yeah. I will. Yeah. So, so the raspberries, uh, this <laughs> is a song tangent. I've always wanted. Uh, yeah. Delicious. I've always wanted to make sure that, that I played this for you stuff. This was on my early list when we, when you said you want to do the podcast stuff, but, um, they, they were called power pop. You know, back in the day, so 1975, I think, is when they broke up. They were only around for four or five years, and they had a ton of hits and stuff. And then when they broke up, Eric Common went um, solo and had a bunch of other hits and wrote a bunch of other songs that were schmaltzy, late 70s, early 80s kind of hits and stuff. But, you know, for movies, stuff that you'd recognize, it's like, oh, I wouldn't have known that was him. But the, one of the reasons I thought it was really cool is that it was on the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, which I know was also the kind of connection that, that we would have had anyway. Yeah. So the song. Classic image of, of this teen sleeping in bed with a transistor radio uh, under his pillow, listening to music. Okay, so think of that image mm-hmm. and then play this. Now play the song. All right. Well, here's the here's the beginning. I'll play. It's a, a long one. I'm sorry again. I'll play a little bit of it for everyone, um, and then you can pause and go listen to it on your own time. Great piano, by the way. Very reminiscent of the time in which it was written. This part right here. Go. Alright, I can't go much longer than that. I know. That's actually he, pretty I long. I mean, all the backing vocals and harmonies and everything in the background. I was like, wow. Yeah, it's so, good stuff. Yeah, so. Alright, take a minute. Pause this podcast. If you want to do it right, and you don't want to cheat. Yeah. Um, unless you know the song really well already, and then don't worry about it. But yeah, if you don't it's know worth it, listening, it's worth listening to it again if you haven't yes. heard it, because it's one of those songs you wouldn't hear on a regular basis. If if anybody's going to play the Raspberries they, on the radio or whatever, you're not going to hear this one. Right. So All go right, back and so re- get re-familiar with it. Pause us. Click the link in the show notes. Go listen to it. Come on back. Come back. Come and back. we'll talk about it. Right. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yes. So again, the, the, it's a song about a song when you think about it. Mm-hmm. It's a song about a, a, a teenager wanting to, to develop this idea of making a song. Kind of the... The anti, you know, when we did that, um, you want to be a rock and roll star that we talked about by the birds. That was a, yep. the spoof about the monkeys, but kind of the opposite. It was like it's somebody lying in bed saying, I just want to have a hit record. I'm not the, doing it for the money. I just want to have this record. Yeah. So the two things that it makes me think of, it, it gives me similar kind of like mental visions as two things. One is uh, Almost Famous. I don't Ooh. know why it makes me think of Almost Famous. Just the kind movie? of that movie as a the whole. Film? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the idea of that kid, I mean, he was, he wanted to be a writer, so he, you know, he was right. in his room writing about rock and roll, but like that kind of that similar kind of feel. Right. Yep. And then, um, the, there's a line in the song story of my life by social distortion that I just think is, is fantastic. And it evokes this, the, a very similar image in your mind. And, and it's the line. Um, so I sit at the edge of my bed, I strum my guitar and I sing an outlaw love song. And that's just like such a striking yeah. visual when he's talking about like himself as like a teenage boy sitting in his room, like yeah. just trying, just do like this. It's just and, a moment in time that is just kind of this like 
very visceral image that you can get in your mind. And this song kind of does the same thing. And you think about every pre-rock person who wanted to be in a band, you know, they have a guitar sitting on the end of the bed and stuff. And that image of, I just want to do this. And the, the dedication to craft, the loneliness of it, and the hours and hours and hours of bleeding fingers and you know, and, and, and rewriting everything else. That's kind of what this is all about. It's very romantic. Yeah. But, but, but it's kind of like then shows the evolution of it, how it happens and then how it, how it comes true Mm -hmm. during the course of the, of the thing as well. What they don't show you is (laughs) how it goes wrong afterwards. But there's a, there's a little, there's a little Easter egg at the end of it showed. So it kind of shows you how it does work too, you know, at the end. So. All right, so I have some notes, all right? Okay. So classic image of the teen sleeping with the transistor radio under his bed and pillow, which again is more my um, my generation rather than yours. Yours was, you had your record, your um, radio playing all night long. Yes. Um, and this is also the time when um, F, the FM stuff, the FM band was just happening. So the, the audience was was right around the, 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 the 70s, the early mid-70s, where it, it was going from AM radio transitioning to fm radio which was album rock longer cuts um led zeppelin pink floyd um, jethro tull and all and all of a sudden like you're gonna get a little different feel versus you know the the pop records of the the 50s 60s and and early 70s that are three minutes long and you know where's the hit and all that kind of stuff and that was am radio so fm radio was just taking over so this is that transition of them too so again long song five minutes 36 seconds and AM radio, there was never anything in three minutes. So the idea is like, you know, you're building this, this, you're doing a song about wanting to write a song to have a hit radio that's five and a half minutes and it's not even going to happen because it's only supposed to be three minutes, you know? Right. So it's kind of like this, this irony thing that's going on. I mean, create a crazy good voice, obviously great piano or a keyboard at the beginning and stuff, mm-hmm. but really, I think it's a real complex song because it's, it's that soft intro. There's so many changes in the middle and then it's a real heavy ending that came up out of nowhere, you know? Yep. So. I just hear the, the layered voices. That that drum is like a cannon. Well, or like right. a shotgun. Right, right. Um, so the song itself was number 18 on, on, in Billboard in, in, in at the, I think it was 74 or something like that. It was one of their last hits. It sounds... Um, it was one of their last charted hits, and then it sounds for, to me very uh, Phil Spector, Bill, uh, Brian Wilson, um, Beatles with Sgt. Pepper's, which is just that layering of sound on top of sound. It's like, mm-hmm. You know, multiple instruments playing the same stuff. That's what it kind of, kind of comes down to. Yeah. But then it changes, and it becomes you know there, there's a section in it where it sounds like you hear his song coming through a you know a, a two inch um, speaker yeah. and on a transition. So it's like, that's kind of cool that they kind of put that in there. Yeah, too. that's cool. That, that, that is a really neat part. So let me give you some numbers. Okay. Yep. So again, low key opening, it sets a table, but then, it, you know, the, and it becomes like you just said, it becomes a heavy drum song. The drums are really, really, they're, pr- they're almost, they're almost too present. Right. Because right. the background, the, the, not the background, the vocals, the lead vocals are, are almost like set back a little bit because they have lots yep. of, uh, reverb and some echo on them, so it almost yep. is like the vocals are coming from like the room room behind you, and yeah. the dr- and you're right yep. in front of the drum kit. And when when you even I've seen them play this live, Eric Carmen himself playing this live, because um, the raspberries are no longer obviously. It's the same thing that that it's, it's heavy instrumentation. So I mean, like you know, they should have turned your mic up a little stuff, but I, that's probably how they want it to be for some reason, you right. know, for whatever reasons. 
But then again, the, those lush harmonies, that's what the raspberries were always known for, you know, having that layered on top of a layer and everything else. So it was really interesting that they, they did it for this too. Hmm. So, um, and did you have it at 47 seconds? That's when the drum kicks in? No, that was 30 seconds. Oh, okay. That was 30 seconds when the when it kind of um, kind of kicked. Okay. Yep. What do you have at 47 seconds? Yeah. So again. I don't know the, if it's the recording from youtube this one but it sounds the the mix sounds really messy is it like that normally i think so okay yeah, yeah i think so you know again who knows why right you know and so you know it's building and building and the drums all of a sudden kick in and it's, and it's a heavy you know I've, I've been trying so hard and i'm developing this kind of stuff and then it goes back into being quiet again very reflective with the keyboards and very tasteful guitar solo and it's kind of like the story continues right around 104 Than this. And then. Nice guitar solo. Very Clapton-esque solo. Yeah, um, yeah. You can see why a song by this band was chosen for the Guardians of the Galaxy. It has that, they they have that very ethereal sound to the yep. vocals. Where it they almost sounds that, that like stuff. it's out yeah. in space, you yep. know? But, but I think also Guidance of the Galaxy was put together a mixtape for that she gave to her son mm -hmm. that was like all these great songs from the era that yeah, a lot all of the, people... the the pop songs that mo mom used to listen to. Yeah, yeah, which you can understand, you know. That, and obviously it was in this song. That storyline in that in those movies is just it's Chef's Kiss. Per perfect. So yeah, good. Perfect. Yeah, that that yeah, whole storyline between him and his mom and him yep. finally opening that gift from her that he held on to his entire life at the end of the movie, and it's like another yep. mixtape. That's oh, yep. perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. So, so Maybe again, we should just do a podcast about the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. There you go. Yeah, get, get, get Chris on here. Maybe I'll tell Joe. So. Yeah, sure. Um, He's easy to get. And then, and then at two minutes, go, you know, has, there's a sax piece to it, which, again, is another layer of, of stuff, and it's a whole different key. Two minutes. <laughs> I don't know what it was Which, about the eighties. What 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 year did this come out? Seventy four. So the seventies and the eighties. I don't know if they just made soprano saxophones. Yeah. If they made them or alto saxophones, whatever saxophone that is, if they just made them differently. But saxophones coming out of the seventies and eighties have a, such a distinct sound, <laughs> and they all sound exactly the same. Like all yep. of the all of the the Clarence stuff from the Bruce. Like they all sound like that. But then I, well, I, I feel like you don't hear like that, that from the '90s anymore. So it's like what, like I always think they sound like that guy with with no shirt on from uh, yeah, that, you know, the sexy the, the sax man, sexy sax guy, yeah, sexy sax man, the, and <laughs> we from uh, Lost Boys, right? Yeah, Lost yeah. Boys. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That's it. They all sound like that, and and I don't like it, it, it. As soon as it came, you know, as fast as it came, it it, it was gone. And yeah. now, if you were to hear if anything from the '90s up until now, if, if they had saxophone in it, like it didn't have that sound. Kenny G yeah. doesn't sound like that. I don't know what it is about that specific sound, but they all <laughs> sound the same. It's fascinating. Uh, one of the people I've reached out to, I'm hoping to get on here, is uh, is Tunes from and Beaver he Brown. sounds like that. He does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can clear that up for us. Yeah, we can have that conversation with him. So, so. but I almost think that's that sax solo is misplaced. Doesn't need to be there. No, like, that could be. A, it what? sounds. It sounds like a guitar solo played yeah, on. Yeah. Like saxophone. where did that come from? So it doesn't sound again, like another, saxophone solo. 
Another interesting thing, like why do they have that stuff? And then it goes into two two minutes and twenty four seconds. You know which what is it another is? key. Change. You know what it is? They they had so many musicians that played so many different things, and they're in this studio that has all these instruments available. They say you can use whatever you need, and so they're just yeah. like, Hey, like a, hey, hey, Bobby, why don't you try a sax solo? Okay, where yeah. do you want? I don't know. Just try it here. You know, yeah. It's like throwing a whole birthday party of eight year old kids into a candy shop and just being like, <laughs> get after it, like have fun. But I think there's a lot more thought into this because it seems like it's so <laughs> yeah, layered oh, yeah. and so many different things. So, so look at 224. Okay. okay. Another key change. And stop right there. Stop. And and goes into like another part of the story, which with this key change stuff, it's like this doesn't need to be there or fit either. Like. Okay, so, so you spend your own bread. Okay, okay, it's like okay if the program like yeah we know all that stuff, but why does it have to be like another key change and sounds different? And it's just odd. It's similar to like what Alex was talking about when we had Alex yep. Rosemilly on talking about like you need to it needs to ebb and flow to keep people interested, especially when you're looking at a five and a half minute song. Yeah, so you think that's part of it, just probably. like to kind of keep you yeah yeah, yeah. probably okay, and then. The cool thing is that, that walks you into the two minute fifty eight where this this is that transition transistor radio sound AM sound where he's actually hearing his dream come true. Um, this is cool. This is cool how they did that. Yes. I think they have the same Beach Boys backing vocals that we had in the last song. Right, right, right. Very, very similar. That's what I said. You yeah. know, kind of raspberries ish, you know, mm -hmm. stuff. So, and then it's like, okay, this song could just fade out and end right now. Yeah. But oh no. The mix still... almost sounds better when they do it like this, when they compress yeah. it down. But you know what? Bit. There's still two and a half minutes left of the song. Right. You know? Um, and then it's it it continues and then it's lush until like 352. So do like 345. this nice fade it's going to end right oh it's going to be an end, a perfect ending it's going to be perfect and everything and let that play if you can all right so stop so so again fading it out go to 416 and this is like you know if you're listening to this loud with your, your headphones on this would, you know, remember when you did that, we did that um, recording with Joy and you literally fell out of your yeah, yeah. your chair because you didn't expect it. This what, if you hadn't heard the song, that would have made this happen at 416, 417. Think Phil Collins. Okay. What? I wish it was tighter. I wish it was... I wish this was recorded in like the 2000s. Yeah, more on the toms maybe. Well, no, just like this tighter recorded, better mix, so it's like didn't doesn't sound as messy. I just want to I want to hear it. So I want to. You think? Do you think those drums sound a little tight? Not not as tight as well. Sound a little messy. No, the playing is is good. I it's the recording. Yeah. Like I just wish it was a cleaner recording, so you could really hear every little. Can you play that part again? That might be my favorite part. Almost as like the drummer is like, nope, I've had too much cocaine to finish this song right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've and waited long enough. I need to just. <laughs> it's it's my turn. Yeah. And then every one of those musicians in that room, like those eight year olds with a room full of candy, like they're all singing now. Yeah. It's all coming to to a head and and, and ending stuff. Um, again, so much going on, and then it it's a long ending with all the horns and the harmonies and all that kind of stuff. Well, back when when you could end a song by fading it out. Right. Right. You, you don't right. do which that we, anymore. Which we've talked about that yeah. you can't do that anymore and stuff. So that drum solo was at 417, right? And then um, it, it, it has the harmonies and, and, and all that and the horns and everything else for almost a minute and yeah. 10 or 15 seconds. And that's like what I was saying about that other song by Red City Radio where like I chose not to do it because literally the, like it's like a four minute song and the last two and a half minutes are like that. Yeah. Like, okay, end it. Right. Like, let's go. Exactly. But the interesting thing is that it, about this whole thing is is it comes up and think of the the irony. And again, I'm sure this is probably part of what they wanted to do in the production is that it, and if if you don't know it's there, you'll miss it. Number one. Number two. If you're listening to it on the radio back in the day, then they probably would have the DJ probably would have talked over it mm-hmm. or faded it out earlier and stuff, and so you never would have heard it. So a lot of people may not even know it exists. But at five twenty five is their hit record, the Raspberry's hit record, from two years prior, which is the one on the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I don't know if you can, I might have to turn that up because I don't know if anybody could have heard that well. I'll turn it way up. There you go. Again, oh, my dream came true, and here it is, and all this stuff. And then they disbanded, I think, less than a year. Yeah, later. that was going to say, that's what they don't tell. Do. That's that's the part yeah, that they don't tell. Right, right. <laughs> Nobody talks about that part. Right. <laughs> but but Eric Carmen went on to have a very successful, almost more successful uh, solo career. That's how um, it happens a lot, yeah. Than, than, than the band stuff. But I, th- I think you also got to figure, 1975, 1974 is when, you know, everybody's, you know, sp- sp- the Springsteen and I started to get to know anything else, but everybody was coming out with like long jeans that were frayed at the bottom with these bell, bell, bell bottoms and hair down their, their backs and, mm-hmm. you know, beards on everybody, including the women. And all, I mean, all this, <laughs> like, it was just terrible, like stage presence, but staying up there and playing these 20 minute solos and all that kind of stuff. Well, the raspberries would come out in um, in seemingly British uh, tight cut suits with like you know frilly ascots and stuff like this in place. So it was like they were trying to be different stuff, and it, they pulled it off for three or four years. But I think visually, when people want to see something new, they want to see you know the the newer bands, quote unquote, and stuff. Right. So they kind of you know they used up their uh, their their goodwill that way and stuff. So and then Eric Common, still talented musician, I think he's still playing nowadays though. Um, went on and, and just showed. I mean, all those piano parts, I think he played most of the instruments on on, on some of the, on this song. Um, but those piano parts, th- that's all him, mm-hmm. you know, stuff. So really cool. So cool. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. One of those songs that I've always wanted to say, Sean, have you ever heard this? And I, ironically, I heard it, no. Ironically, I wanted to do this, you know, when uh, I know we're going to hopefully have um, either somebody from Kingston 530 on. And I, you don't want to play this with a band that's kind of up and coming because you don't want it. I don't want to seem like insulting, like, you know, this is what every band dreams about. And yeah. this you right, know, right, it right. doesn't happen. And, and I don't want to do that stuff. I wanted to kind of share it individually with you because I don't, I mean, I, I think every band has the option of, 
of kind of making it big and they have to find their way and hopefully they, they, they get the success that they deserve. But this is the classic story of that. Um, so it's a story about the story about the story of trying right. to get a hit song in the band stuff. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was interesting stuff. I, I, I always thought like, I wonder if Sean's ever heard this. No, but know. like I said, like when you read the lyrics, like it, it evokes such a, a romance, a, yeah. an image that that is just such romance around it of that. like not And not desperate and not, you know, I'll do anything, but just like, you know, dreaming, like you said, a romantic right, right. dream. Right, you're not yeah. selling your soul. It's just, it's a, it's a dream. And if you want your dream hard enough, you're going to do what it takes. And if that means being a loner. Yeah. And like, it's like I said, it's the exact same image that I think of when I think of, when I listen to that social distortion song, mm-hmm. where this kid right. has tried to do the normal thing and he's tried to, couldn't really cut it in school and tried to get a job, but he's like, I don't have any skills. Look at the holes in my jeans. And I went home. And then the, it ends with that. I sit on the edge of my bed. I strum my guitar and I sing an outlaw love song. And I'm just like, the imagery of that is like, it's so yep. specific and it's so romantic and beautiful in that type of story. And this has that same kind of yeah. Um, yeah. imagery that it kind of evokes. And uh, how many people have either lived that, thought that, or, or there are songs about that you know, time and time and time again mm-hmm. over for a hundred years, yeah. you know, right. So right. if you could hear anyone cover this song, what, what, who would it be? Talking Heads, no. <laughs> um, Almond Brothers. No, no. Um, you know, it's somebody with some soul, you know. Um, Don Henley, mm-hmm. maybe. You know, someone who can really kind of evoke some of the emotion that comes with it. Yeah. The interesting thing is it's, it's not a vocal song. You know, it's really. And I'm listening to the, you know, when the I listen to the vocals. I'm like, who could that be? Like Bob Seger, <laughs> you know, like yeah. who sounds yeah. who has like a similar sound to that that same type of vocals, you know. But, but like, but, I think but that, like Bob Seger the, is just so too. is stuck. He's just so deep in the cheese with yeah. you know that it's just like oh, I don't yeah, want that's that. That's the that's the era though. That's that you know early mid '70s right. kind of stuff. Yeah, you know pre FM and stuff. But yeah. um, it's more about um, having the instrumentation within the band. I think and. The water, and the water. I man. think this would be a really difficult. Yeah, yeah. I think this would be a really difficult song to cover because of all the transition yeah. stuff. And if you see the live versions of Eric Carmen playing it, obviously it's one of his hits and stuff. They they go through all of those, you know, the the, the chord changes and the story changes, and then you know it fades out, and then you know Phil Collins kind of kicks in with his drums, you know, just like you know that we all air yeah, drum too. Right. Um, and it's the, same, it's the same thing, but I would think it'd be hard to cover that for another band to kind of have all those different ebbs and flows of the song, right. you know? Yeah. And it wasn't hugely popular, but it's one of those songs that, um, and I wasn't a huge Raspberries fan, actually. I like one of their more obscure songs, which you've heard before, that no one else has ever heard, that Driving Around, that has always been on our uh, vacation tapes. How's that one go? Long hot days, we'll oh, be yeah. catching yeah. the rain. Right, right. That's Raspberries, huh. you know? Um, but... So I like some of their stuff. I don't really like their poppy stuff, but I always kind of was drawn to this. I always liked this, and I I think it's the 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 transistor radio sound when you when That's you hear cool. it. And, I really like that, you know. especially because they're the telling drums. a story and you you fit yeah. it in where it fits in the story. Like that's if they just did it randomly, it would be like. Okay, like that's kind of a neat little gimmick, but like because they, it fits within the story is really that's pretty cool. And if they didn't have that in there, if they didn't have some of the chord changes, it would just be like okay, uh, every other two and a half, three minute, just you another know, band. I, I want to try to make it famous <laughs> song stuff. It, it wouldn't have any kind of any kind of like anything. Yeah, you know, yeah, any kind of teeth. Um, I just think it's it makes it a lot more interesting with those those different kind of ebbs and flows of the of the whole mix and stuff. So yeah, yeah. good stuff.
Favorite part is probably if it's not the transition part, I think it might be the drums coming in. You know, because we all mm-hmm. we all like a big stop, and that that's a one of those huge surprises. I would love to be. Um, I'd like to play the song for you know those those, those guys that you, you play a song for on video and you you watch on YouTube. Yeah. And then the surprise at the end where yeah. the drums come in. The like, reaction. I think it would, reaction yeah, videos. the reaction videos. I think it would blow their minds and, you know, they'd fall out of their chairs. I love those. I, I'm convinced that 90% of those are fake. Because, like, there's no yeah. way you haven't heard Bohemian Rhapsody before. But, like, right. I, I just love the reaction videos. I think they started out pretty interesting that way. But then, like, okay, we have a following now. We have to do this. Like, let's you have, have some another song. What's, and it has to be songs that be people song know. So it's instinct. like there's only you get to a point where, like, there's only so many songs that are well known that you haven't heard before, right? So you can was, right, you got to start right, forcing right. it. So. Well, the idea is, you know, some of the urban kids, you know, who've never heard rock, you know, rock stuff, you know, they rock stuff or, or not, expo- not yeah. exposed to certain genres. Pavarotti, right, 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 yeah. which is interesting stuff. So, but I think at some point you, you can you reach a max on that stuff. Right, so. right, well, for sure. Cool. So that's it. You like it? Yeah, I do. I do. Interesting, isn't it? One of those yeah. songs. Like that I said, just, like, I wish the mix was better, and I and it almost sounds like it was kind of like a little bit ruined by like compression through YouTube or something. I don't, been, I don't yeah. know. It just sounds like I wish the mix was a little bit better, but I probably just not listen to it. To maybe it. on Spotify, maybe it'll be a I little different. I did listen to it on you know? Spotify, but now it's I'm noticing it now when I'm listening here, so it could just be something with the it could, it could have a bad file or something. So oh, okay, yeah, all right. And I have the vinyl, so it'd be interesting to hear and go back and hear the vinyl. Nice, we can play it on my record player, and it can be like a little bit slower than it needs to be, and it'll be really hard to listen to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we can work. On that I got too. I got like four record players in my house, and none of them work quite right. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, some of them that I, I think you have, plug it into that um, that Fender system and see if it works. Yeah, it might be different. So, All right. Well, well, let me let me play with it sometime. Maybe we can kind of check the belts. That's it. Yeah, good stuff. Do you have any concerts coming up or anything? I have no life. We have no life. No. We can't figure out. I know what the Glengarry Boys are coming back so. to Derry. Oh. Yeah, which I almost feel like we have an obligation to kind of go see him. Yeah, I'd like to go. Um, but you'll be you'll be away, right? I don't know. I need to check the dates. Are you going? Are you going to be at the the, uh, the seafood show? Aren't you usually there then? I have to check the dates. Huh? I'm only staying one night, so. Um, all right. Well, let's let's finish up. I have some. <laughs> I can talk about concerts that I'm going to uh, in the next one be, because I'm really excited about them. But I am going to wrap things up by reminding everybody to check out PantheonPodcast.com. Find us on all the social media. Join the group on Facebook, and uh, go buy some stuff from the Teespring store and. Make sure that you tell one person about this show because we we want to bring more people into the community and just have challenge more cool. You. Yeah, it's a challenge. Have you know have more cool conversations about music to help us all gain a better appreciation for all the stuff that we love. Share with us who who it was so you'll know. So it's turning in your homework kind of thing. So yeah, and make sure you tag them and get them in the the group and all that. Force them in. Like like really just use force. Don't take no for an answer. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> Remember to stay hydrated, listen to good music, and don't be a dick. We will talk to you next time. See you, folks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.